All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live. We're streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, as well as, of course, dailyfaceoff.com. It's a Monday, October 24th edition. He's former NHL netminder and current Daily Faceoff analyst, Mike McKenna. Mike, how you doing? Uh, probably not as good as you, Frank. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about the Phillies, so let's just talk about some hockey. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm not sure that Bryce Harper's home run has landed yet, but uh, that's fine. We'll dive into the pucks. <laughs> let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, and let's drop the puck with this. The Vancouver Canucks, we're still talking about them at this point, especially after disastrous home opener loss. And you think about Saturday night and all the different things to unpack from that, Mike, a listless 5-1 to one defeat. And there's a lot going on here in terms of the comments from their president of Hockey Ops and Jim Rutherford, who casually threw out the R word as in rebuild in an after hours interview. Then there was also the comments from Bruce Boudreaux, who effectively called out his team's effort. And we'll follow that up with the comments from Bo Horvat, which he basically said, I'm not entirely sure that we're going to have a chance to win here. At this point in the season, it just feels like it's never going to happen, like we're never going to win again. Mike, out of all three of those comments, all each alarming in their own right, which one caught your attention the most? Well, that's Horvats. I mean, that's the captain up there saying, I don't know if we can ever win again. And listen, like, we're, at a, we're at a point in time, Frank, where I think – Sometimes we may overshare a little bit. And this is one of those scenarios where I think that team really needs their captain to project some strength. 
and to say, we can do this if we just put our mind to whatever we need to, whatever we need to fix, not to dwell on any negative. Like, yeah, I know that feeling. Like you get to a third period and especially if you're the Canucks and you've been outscored 13 to one in the third period, it's, it seems daunting, but like, look at that makeup of that team, Frank, like you got four entry level contracts. They're really thin on D, especially when Quinn Hughes doesn't play like he did against Buffalo. And I think what's frustrating is that the Canucks have been pretty serviceable five on five, like, especially for the first two periods of games, but man, they're just getting crushed on the PK and crushed in the third period. And that's, and if you're getting beat in the third period, like, that's just a sense of winning. That's a feeling. And if you're getting crushed on the PK, you're not working hard enough. And those are two bad things to have creep into your game, which I think are what have fed into Boudreaux's comments and then subsequently what we've even heard from Rutherford. They also, unfortunately for the Canucks at this point, haven't really gotten the goaltending either. Thatcher Demko, who was so unbelievable last season, has struggled a bit. He's also, you know, it's his expected save percentage is in the 700 still. So hard to expect a lot more from him at this point. But when you, you look at the comments going back to, to Bo Horvat, how much of that is real? Like how much do you really think he's feeling or, or is that frustration from being in the moment? And when I hear them, I think of a guy that's like, well, I don't have a contract for next season. Maybe I, I just want out. Do you get any of that sense? There's, I think, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a long play in that, Frank. It's like, how long are we going to do this for? You know, it kind of echoes what was going on in Winnipeg. You know, even thinking back to Shifley's comments at the end of the year, it's like there is some self-doubt creeping in. And the, the funny part, though, is, man, he scored four goals, Frank. Like, Horvat's played decently well for this club, but those third periods have to be better. Yeah, man. So he'll have value, but I can't imagine that he's happy with the situation whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know why you would be. 0-4-2 start, and it feels like the wheels are falling off. The proverbial 18-wheeler off a cliff in Vancouver uh, with their start to the season. Let's talk about Phil Kessel. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. He's about to be the NHL's new Ironman, tying Keith Yandel on Monday night. Really cool situation that he's doing it against the Toronto Maple Leafs in that he will have the longest, uh, tied for the longest active Ironman streak. And when you look at this, 443 games to start the streak with the Leafs. To do it in Toronto with the Vegas Golden Knights is pretty cool for Phil the Thrill, a two-time Stanley Cup champion. Why aren't we talking about this more? We gave so much love to Keith Yandel last year for his Ironman streak. Is it because we just did this last year? Or is it because it's Phil. It's Iron Man fatigue. You know, it's like it was this How's that unbeatable possible? record that it always well, because like Yandel just grabbed it. You know, we spent all this time building up Yandel and, and then it's like anticlimactic when less than a calendar year later, here comes somebody else along to pick it up. And like we should have been celebrating Phil Kessel as much as we have Keith Yandel. Like this is unbelievable, Frank. Like the things that Kessel's played through to get to this point, and like that's just sheer will. Like I had my share of bumps and bruises. I played with pulled groins. I played with a lot of injuries because first off, I wasn't very good and I knew I was going to lose the net. Okay. So I had real motivation because I needed to keep get contracts. Like Phil Kessel was going to keep getting contracts. He just wanted to be in the lineup. Like he wouldn't leave the lineup. And, you know, I think it's, it's a test to him, but like, it's a great point. Why are we not speaking of this more? Because this is a record that I can't see ever be broken. I really can't. Like in today's day and age, kids miss games for, a hangnail, it feels like, precautionary reasons. And I think this is one that's going to go down the record books forever, Frank. 
Yeah, and check out some of these stats that the Vegas Golden Knights threw out there as well. I mean, it just gives you some perspective onto what Phil Kessel is looking at. He's played 988 consecutive NHL games. His next closest teammate, William Carlson, is at 65. I mean, when you think back to Phil Kessel last year in Arizona, skating one shift and then hopping on a private jet to go be there for the birth of his child, to me, while it was cheesy in, in the way that he kept the streak going, it's a reminder of all the different things that could pop up that could derail a streak. It's not just injury. Yes, you need some luck with that. You need to have that warrior mentality, but it's also illness. It's COVID-19. It's family-related stuff that's going on. All those different things factor into it, and I think if he exceeds 1,000 games, he's pretty close, that he's going to – It's. I don't think that record's ever going to be broken. The next closest guy in yeah. the NHL – is only in the 500s. No one's even close. And those guys, like, it's nice to even have a thousand game career, let alone to play it 1,000 games consecutively. No kidding. And think about it. I mean, he still chucked 44 assists on the board last year for a really weak Arizona team. Like, he's become more of a playmaker than a pure scorer, like he was young in his career, but um, he's still performing. And I think that's going to be the challenge for Bruce Cassidy to see what he can get out of Kessel in the right role this year. But especially through COVID-19, Frank, like, is Kessel just immune to everything? Like, we should have all been taking care of ourselves the way he was, the way he made it through that without ever missing a game. That guy's been an absolute animal. And what a stat by the Golden Knights. Because Carlson is only at 65 games in his consecutive streak, he'd have to keep going until 2034 and not miss a game. And also hope that sometime in between now, whenever Kessel's done playing, that he misses a game to break the streak. It's bananas. It's mind-blowing how many consecutive games Phil Kessel has played. Let's talk about the Detroit Red Wings. I'm going to give you a buy or sell. 3-0-2 start to the season. Are you buying that the Detroit Red Wings can be a playoff team this year? I'm selling on it. Uh, that could only change, I think, if Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond really start to pick things up. Because I think, like right now, to me, the, the Red Wings have had a really easy schedule so far, Frank. I mean, they've played Chicago, Anaheim, Montreal, New Jersey. Um, and their underlying numbers aren't great. They're still giving up too many high-danger chances against. But they have gotten good goaltending. So Huso and Nadelkovic has been a, a pretty strong tandem for them. But, you know, even in the early going, the success of this team, to me, really, it doesn't come down to – you know, some of the bigger names. It's not picking up Kubalik or Perron. I think it's them picking up Oscar Sundquist in a trade from the Blues last year. Oldie Mata out of free agency. These guys are winners, man. And, and that's what Detroit's done well so far this year. They're second in the NHL third period goals, uh, which is a nice stat for them. But I do think over the course of the season that this club's still a little bit immature in their progress. I think that the number of chances they're giving up will catch up with them if they don't improve things, Frank. So I'm selling, but I like the trajectory of this club. Yeah, I mean, I think the the trajectory is unquestioned. I'm going to buy because I wasn't expecting their depth to be this good. And again, really small sample size. We're dealing with five games to this point. But when you can have a third line that's putting together numbers like Sundquist, Rasmussen, and Soderblom are doing and have that kind of size and heft, I think you could be a really dangerous team to play against. I think back to, I don't know, like you don't have to go far in in terms of seeing an example of a, a line on another team that's had that type of success that were mostly unheralded before and think back to, you know, the Nashville Predators and the guys on that line last year, um, you know, Yakov Trenin and that group that were so difficult to play against. It's almost like that's the model. You know, are they going to get eight points every five games from uh, Kubalik? I doubt it. 
but I really like where this team is heading. And I think they're going to be, you know, not just, we had uh, their new coach, Derek Lalonde on the DFO rundown to preview the division. And he was saying, what's the goal for this season? It's to be playing meaningful games in March. I think they're going to take it a step beyond that. I don't know that they make the playoffs this year, but I am buying that they are a contender for a playoff spot, if that makes any sense. It does, but man, they're going to have competition. You look at that Atlantic division, and I think Ottawa's going to be there. Buffalo's going to be there towards the end. We know Tampa or Toronto will in Tampa. So it's a crowded field. And like you said, that's going to come down to depth. But that's why I love picking up somebody like an Oscar Sundquist, who was so important in a depth role for the Blues when they won their Stanley Cup. And even Ole Mata, what he brings to solidify the blue line. So uh, Iserman's done a good job of building a well-rounded team that, like you say, is going to be tough to play against. Bertuzzi comes back. There's another piece that's just a thorn in your side. So a Detroit team, something to watch. They're going to be pretty good. Speaking of teams that are off to an undefeated start in regulation this year, how about the Dallas Stars 4-0-1 to this point? And their general manager, Jim Nill, joined the DFO rundown earlier this morning. And we were asking about a whole bunch of different players on the team, including how they've been able to sort of layer in some of their younger guys with the older group that they have. You know, it's not just the team of Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn anymore. This is now belonging to Jason Robertson and, and that crop of younger players. And wanted to ask him about Rupe Hintz, who I think has a chance to maybe be the most underrated player in the league. And here's was his answer. I think he's slowly starting to evolve. The people are starting to recognize him, but uh, he is—he's he's, a—he's a powerful young man. Uh, he, you can put him in any situation, offensively, defensively. Uh, he's been a great fit with uh, Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski. They just—the the chemistry is just unbelievable to watch. How they just have a feel for each other. But uh, he's a big part of our core. And uh, he is somebody that uh, we're going to have to get signed up here uh, over the ne- this season and that. And uh, But uh, we're fortunate. Uh, another great pick by our amateur scouts. Have you done any work on that file? Has there been any progress in terms of a contract? Or is that something that will wait? That's I've talked to his agent. I, say, I wanted to get through uh, this summer with Jason Robertson and Jake Oncher. And uh, I've touched base a couple of times with his agent. And uh, that's something we're going to work on moving forward. That's a big, expensive deal coming up for Rupe mm-hmm. Hintz and the Dallas Stars. No no rest for the weary. It's not like you can exhale if you're Jim Neal after getting mm-hmm. uh, Robertson and Ottinger done because Hintz is such a big part of what they do. He's absolutely relentless on pucks. Yeah, and I saw it firsthand. I mean, we went to a Calder Cup Finals in the American League, and he carried us his rookie season, can shoot the puck in stride. He's a centerman that's, I think, destined for 35, 40 goals a year in the league, and that's going to be a big contract. But the ace in the hole for Jim Nilfrank is that players want to stay in Dallas. They don't want to leave that organization. And we've even seen it with some of the shorter-term deals. Ottinger, Robertson, because it's an amazing place to play. And the organization's run by good people. They trust the people in charge. They also know that if they perform, they're eventually going to get paid. That's the way things work. It's just a little bit different dynamic than we've seen from some of the other teams that are currently playing, paying players for what they will do rather than what they have done. Interesting. So I I was thinking it might be one of the better outposts in the league just in terms of, um, you know, attention. You have a nice balance between, Mm -hmm. you know, people are passionate about your team, but at the same time, it's not an overwhelming. You're not the big star or celebrity in your town. So uh, certainly a nice place to live in the winter as well. Wanted to throw this out there. My co-host on the podcast, Jason Greger, asked of Jim Nill about just their draft class going back to 2017. You think about how ridiculous that's been. Miro Haskin in third overall, Jake Ottinger 26th, and Robertson 
the steal at 39. I mean, it's one of the best draft classes ever to check those boxes, forward defenseman, goaltender, to set up your organization for the next decade. Pretty good work by the Dallas Stars. Yeah, and that just starts with all the scouting. There's a lot of belief in that organization. It's good top down, man. Uh, and I'd be the first to say, I, I love my time there as one of my best organizations. So uh, that all goes, that feeds into it, Frank. It's why players want to stick around. They don't want to leave that place. Yeah, Jim No, one of the true gentlemen in the game. Speaking of undefeated teams, we touched on the Dallas Stars. We touched on the Detroit Red Wings. Let's get to the St. Louis Blues. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Pleased to welcome back to Daily Faceoff Live, Jeremy Rutherford, who covers the St. Louis Blues for The Athletic. He comes to us. What a great setup this is from Canada Life Center in Winnipeg. JR, how you doing? Doing great, boys. How you guys doing? Awesome. Really glad to have Good. you. And want to start here. A 3-0 start for the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, I, I think one of the most interesting facets has been watching Jordan Binnington get off to a solid start. You think about the departure of Billy Huso and how that sort of created a little bit of a question mark for this team. Can Jordan Binnington be the guy that carries this team back into the playoffs? Can he carry the ball for as long as the Blues need it? And again, short sample size, but so far, JR, the answer seems to be yes. Yeah, I told you guys last year when he had a sub 900 was the backup goaltender that he'd have a 940 in the first couple of weeks of the NHL season this year, right? You remember that? There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's he's played he's played terrific. Uh, you know, the Blues had to have him play this way. That six six times six contract. Uh, Billy Huso went on to Detroit, as you guys were touched on just a little bit ago. Uh, they didn't have many options. You weren't going to be able to move Jordan Bennington. They needed him to rediscover himself, and he certainly has. Now, again, you, you mentioned it, small sample size. We're just talking three games, but his 940 save percentage is the fourth best in the NHL right now among goaltenders who have played three or more games. That's the thing. The Blues just haven't played a lot yet. They were the last of the 32 teams to get underway. Just three games, number four tonight here in Winnipeg. 
Well, JR, I think your sweater is amazing. And knowing you were coming on today to talk some St. Louis hockey, I wore my Kirkwood hockey shirt. Of course, the youth club. I saw I that. My daughters were with. <laughs> Thought you might like that. So uh, my question, though, is that to Vladdy Tarasenko, looks like he's still at the top of his game. He's got six points in three games, two goals, dominant on the power play, but he's in the final year of his contract. You've previously reported that there was a trade request now dating back several years ago. When this season's done, or even towards the end of it, does GM Doug, Ar Doug Armstrong just look at Vladdy Tarasenko and say, thank you for your service and just let him walk? I, what happens here? Yeah, Mike, it's a situation that could end up like that. You know, the trade request a year and a half ago is moot at this point. Uh, the Blues couldn't find takers, at least to Doug Armstrong's liking. Then you get into a situation where when the guy puts up 82 points last year, where are you going to get that kind of production from a guy making, I say only 7.5, but with guys making 9, 10, 11 in the league now, they, you know, that's a great season. And so now this year he's off to a great start, six points in the first three games. The Blues have scored, I think it's 11 goals now, and Tarasenko has been a part of six of them. He's off to another great start. So, you know, what happens at the end of this year? It remains to be seen because the Blues are tight against the cap. They need to re-sign Ryan O'Reilly as well. You could be talking about as little as $15 million left in salary cap space with 13 players under contract. That's a lot to sign. So if you're trying to bring back O'Reilly and Tarasenko, that's going to be tough for Doug Armstrong unless that salary cap does go up the $4.5 million that some people hope for. We'll see. But if it just goes up a million, there's no way you bring back O'Reilly and Tarasenko. At that point, you're picking between your captain and the guy who's led you in points a couple of years in a row. Yeah, JR, I wanted to ask about Ryan O'Reilly because you mentioned all the goals that the Blues have scored. And at least officially on the score sheet, O'Reilly has factored into exactly none of them. No points in the first three games, and his game is a lot about a lot more than just points. But when you watch through the first three games, is there any chance that this contract could weigh on him being in that contract year? Everyone handles it differently. Not everyone goes out and has a Johnny Gaudreau-type contract season where he blows it out of the water. Or do you think that this is something that he's not focusing on at all, and it just happens to be that he's off to a little bit of a slower start? Yeah, a couple of things, Frank. Good questions. Uh, I don't think the contract necessarily bothers him. He said uh, early in camp that they have had some dialogue. There's no rush. It sounds like they're going to circle back the two camps, the Blues and his agency, uh, in January. But you have a situation with Ryan O'Reilly. His offense has declined the past couple of years, but he's still that player that brings those other intangibles that you talked about. Let's just go back one game, for example, the Edmonton Oilers. They shut out Connor McDavid. That was O'Reilly's lineup against McDavid's line. Most of the game, McDavid finishes with just uh, two shots on goal. They did a great job against him, and so I think that's more his game. The other part through three games is he's playing on a line with Brandon Saad and Jordan Cairo. Jordan Cairo is not going to win the Selkie Award defensively. O'Reilly's got to help there. And Saad, I think, in a perfect world, plays third line with the Blues. But right now, with the way they're set up, he's got to play on that first line. I don't think there's any chemistry going with that first line right now in St. Louis with Ryan O'Reilly. Interesting to watch. So many things to unpack with the Blues season. Can't wait to watch it all unfold and can't wait to follow your work. If you're not following Jeremy Rutherford already, at JP Rutherford on Twitter. Thanks so much to Jeremy for joining us today on the Daily Faceoff live show. This, uh, this segment has been delivered by DoorDash. You see the promo codes there at the bottom of your screen. Game day 25, that gets you 25% off and free delivery on your first order. All your favorites and more delivered right to your door by DoorDash. Thanks, Jeremy. Enjoy the trip. Thanks, guys. All right, Mike, time for our Daily Faceoff inbox question of the day. Give me your favorite viral moment to start this season. 
Well, how about Alex Nadelkovich saying hi to his mom on air with ESPN in the United States? He's sitting here on the bench. He's got little tape on his blocker, and he's just kind of hiding. Okay, he knows what he's doing right here. And this this is a fun part of be, about being a backup, Frank. I did plenty of this in my career. And I think back to playing against the Hershey Bears for like 12 years in the American League. There's always this couple that sat next to me, right next to the glass. And I put my glove up and blocked their view occasionally. And like, we actually had this really kind of fun bond. I don't even know their names. I wish I could have given them a stick at some point. I should have done that, Frank. But I don't know. Really cool moment from Alex Nadelkovich. How about you? Yeah, I love that um, way to use the camera as well. Perfectly positioned. It's almost like he could see uh, exactly what he wanted to get done there. Uh, well done by him. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Milan Lucic. You know, uh, you look at this as he's skating up the ice. Boom, take a seat, Jacob Slavin. You're not coming out. You only get a shift when I say you can. And so uh, that was pretty awesome. And Slavin, you know, one of the nicest guys in the league too. Um, so it's just funny to see... Uh, <laughs> Milan Lucic, ready to bulldoze anyone in the path. It's just so funny how Slavin goes down, man. Like he's 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 got one foot up on the boards. He's halfway over, looking like a cricket. Like it's it's not a good. It was position so unexpected. In, but... Like how like I mean, oh, exactly. you're, you're not in a million you years. Yourself. You're not thinking that a guy's gonna jack you up as you're trying to get on the ice. Shouldn't have been standing there, Frank. <laughs> hey, what what a line. That is outstanding. Let's get to our daily face-off points bet, daily bet segment with Tyler Uremchuk. Tyler, how'd you do this weekend? Uh, it was kind of just an average weekend for me. Ended up down about half a unit with the plays I put on my uh, Twitter account on Saturday. Frank, by the way, I am rocking the Phillies hat. I'm not a Phillies fan, but any team that plays the Astros, I will be cheering for them. So uh, definitely pulling for your guys in the World Series here. I uh, don't have the odds of quite yet, though, on that one. Maybe we'll have that for tomorrow's show. But anyways, uh, tonight Phillies in the NHL. Phillies plus 160 are... is, is the line, and I'm, I'm not loving it against the Astros. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. Maybe you wait till they're down one nothing, and then you get a nice juicy, like, plus 280 for them to come back and win that series. I don't know. You're, you're a nervous fan, though. I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, I just – the Astros are a tough – I think they're a tough out yeah. for anyone. They're tough out. Anyways, uh, let's get into uh, the NHL bets for tonight, uh, courtesy of our friends over at Points Bet Canada. At first, there wasn't a lot I loved on this slate, so I ended up just going with a couple of player props, starting with the top, Washington, New Jersey. The Devils minus 136 favorites. Don't love that price with them at home. I think there's just going to be a bunch of really tight games across the NHL board tonight, but I do like Jack Hughes to go over three and a half shots on goal. He's hit this thing in four in a row, and I think he'll do it again with the Devils on home ice, so that's a good spot at minus 105. Also, Crosby versus McDavid tonight in Edmonton, going to be an awesome game between those two. I don't like either side of this. I don't even love the over, even though I thought about it, but Crosby to get an assist, parlayed with McDavid to get an assist. Why not? It's paying out plus 105 when you combine those two, and I think they should each get on the score sheet tonight. They usually show up when they go head-to-head. So a Crosby-McDavid assist parlay, Jack Hughes over three and a half shots, and because I'm just seeing on daily faceoff that it's going to be Scott Wedgwood going for the Dallas Stars against Ottawa and not Jake Ottinger, I am actually going to take the over in that game. It's hitting three in a row for the Ottawa Senators. Wedgwood gave up three goals his last time out. I think those two can hit the over six at minus 125. So those are my three plays tonight, Frank. 
Love that. I also love uh, Connor McDavid, three points or more in tonight's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. McDavid had four in each of his two meetings against Crosby last year. Seems like he just gets geared up to play the Pens, and that comes in at a juicy plus 230. So uh, interesting to take a look at that. McDavid, three points or more tonight against the Pens. Shout out to Tyler and Points Bet for our Points Bet Daily Bet segment. Also, Shout out to Tyler for the Phillies hat. Love that. And uh, shout out to Kit as well, who's in our YouTube chat. He's watching from the Caribbean today. So, Kit, you're living the good life today. Thanks a lot for tuning in. That brings us to Garbage Time with Mike McKenna. Mike, what have you noticed from around the league? Well, I noticed that the Philadelphia Flyers played six games this year. They've won four of them. They've lost two. Guess what two games they've lost? The second game of back-to-backs, they did it last night against the San Jose Sharks, who beat them 3-0 with an empty netter, and Felix Sandstrom was in net for the Philadelphia Flyers. And my point here is that I think John Tortorella's got to look at Sandstrom, the number two goaltender in Philadelphia, and say, you know what, kid? You're going to play the first game of a back-to-back here coming up at some point, because right now he's 0-6-1 in his NHL career, despite a 9-0-7 save percentage. He hasn't won a game yet. You've got to give a goaltender a chance, the best chance to win a game, especially when you're trying to get one for a guy. Sandstrom's career, Frank, his, the Flyers have scored nine goals in seven games total. Okay, he needs some run support. Give him the first game of a back-to-back. Coaches do this way too often. They always chuck the number two in for the second. I like to see it reversed. The Rangers did it a bunch last year. They let Shosturkin play the second game of back-to-backs on occasion. I like that tactic. Not all the time, but especially if you're trying to get a kid a win like Sandstrom. Well, I just think it, it makes even more sense. Like, if your team is going to be tired because that's statistically, you know, what happens in your, your team. Don't you um, want your ace you know, in goal? Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't you want the better goaltender backstopping them if they're going to be making more mistakes or a little bit slower or tired or whatever it is that you have? Like, you know, the betters are all—they're all over the back-to-backs. Like, trust me, they're—they're—they're they're, they're keying in on the statistics, and they show that your team is almost always way worse in the second half of back-to-back. So, I would think you'd want the better goalie in there. I think it's an interesting trend to monitor. Feels like a good. Uh, Mike McKenna data piece on dailyfaceoff.com coming up. Uh, great story, great insight there as well. So that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. Thanks to Tyler Remchuk, Mike McKenna, as well as head of production, Alex Allard. Keep watching along in YouTube. We'll throw some uh, stuff from the chat. If you've got some stuff in there, we'll throw it out on the show moving forward. Like and subscribe on YouTube as well if you're not already. And we'll be back uh, 12 noon Eastern on Tuesday. You know where to find us. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.